Hello, and welcome back to From the Heart Catholic Podcast, the official podcast for the Diocese of Salina. This is Jeff Andrews, Bill Mayer, Father Jared Conradi, and we are the Three Bald Guys. This show is all about evangelization, education, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Three Bald Guys. This is episode seven of season three. Father Jarrett, can you please open us with a prayer? Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks. Have you ever uh, thought about at, the, <laughs> at the beginning of Mass when the priest says, let us pray, the, thinking that he's saying, let, let us Okay, like uh, lettuce or or <laughs> like lettuce, lettuce vegetable or lettuce now. spray. Yeah, lettuce spray. I've um, heard somebody say that before. They were they distracted every time when, when they hear me. Whenever I hear someone say lettuce, I think of the vegetable. Like, right. When I say yeah. lettuce, so lettuce, yes, like the knock knock joke, lettuce in, and you'll find out. And then the other one is at the end of the first reading or the readings, and they say, "Let us pray or pray to we." No, not we pray to the Lord, the word of the Lord. And it's thanks be to God. Did I already talk about no, this? I feel no. like I talked about this. And instead, one of the guys who I talked to about this said that, that for their childhood, they used to think that the reader was saying, thanks, speedy God. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. That's why Mass was only 46 minutes <laughs> thanks, today. Speedy thanks, God. Thanks, speedy God. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. That was just on my head because I said, let us pray at the beginning. So there you go. Got there a quick, Father Jared, did you know uh, your school got brought on a state title this last weekend? I did hear something about it in yeah. the uh, yeah. um, I want the eco meet. So and it is it's not by classification. So it is one A through six A. And St. John's Beloit defeated. Uh, let's see. Also in the top four were Shawnee Mission North. I think Shawnee Mission West. I might have my directions wrong. And Manhattan High. All schools with over fourteen hundred students. I actually did not know that. Yeah, I should have known that. So one A through six A, St. John's Blake, which we have fifty six students at your school. You probably didn't know that either. In nine, just nine through twelve is fifty six students this year. At least oh, when I checked okay. the other gotcha, day. Gotcha. Um, as far as our classification, as far as numbers, yeah, compared to the other schools. Yeah, so we have fifty six. I think Manhattan High probably has nineteen hundred and eighty eight. Yeah, this year, first place. So I'm not sure what goes on at a eco meet for sure, but. Bill? Well, I just thought in honor of that, we could pull up some questions and answers and see how you would do on the <laughs> on the quiz or test or something. I'm actually oh, there, There's like study. What, well, what, well, what, would you, what would you more like to uh, have? Birds list, mammals list, short grass fishes? <laughs> oh, short grass and Let's fishes. go short well, grass Let's look fish. at short grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what the questions look like on here. Oh, oh no, they're not questions, but you have to be able to tell like us. Like categorize stuff. Ooh, I think you got to know like their family name and stuff. Like all the way back oh, to oh, like genus and species, genus and species, yeah. and, all and all that. I mean, if I were to just study the uh, plant life in my yard, I just know dandelions and uh, maybe some crabgrass. That's it's all I know. Like a white crappie is uh, Pomyxus annulus. 
Like you have to know the scientific to, I, names. I guess that's for the these? stuff they got on the study material for. That's it. Yeah, I mean the students at your school are smarter than all of us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I get that anytime I'm writing. I, there's been a few times where we've written to like a vocations thing or something, and some of the students are with, and uh, they're. I mean, they're constantly like pointing out birds to each other and like naming, and and I'm just like totally out of it. Like I don't have any knowledge of bird species and all that. I mean a little bit, and uh, so. Yeah. Well, when you go back today, just go give them a shout out. But I did that. introduce I did introduce them to the hawk game, which is definitely a seasonal thing that's going on right now. And so, what do you do? Because I saw I went to Wichita yesterday, and I you I count my, them. Right? I told my As wife. I told yeah. my wife yeah. while I was driving, I was like, "There's a lot of hawks so out today." So it's a competition. In, yeah, it's always like November, December. Kay. It's like crazy. Uh, it's just a competition from whoever's in the car, whoever's whoever's playing. Like, it's the first to spot the hawk to call it out. If it's on a post or something, it's not flying, then it's one point. But if it's flying, it's two points or three points, one of those two. But then at the, at the same time, people will call out birds that are not hawks. So then that's negative. You get negative points if you call out something that's not a hawk. And uh, I like that. I would win. Like, I play that game in my head by myself. It's, I was it's, actually, I game it's actually a lot of fun. Like, it's very entertaining and, <laughs> and energizing. For I earned a badge in Cub Scouts when I was little because uh, one of the things, or got an... Uh, an arrowhead or a spear? I don't know what you got on my shirt, but one of the activities was like, go out and see if you can find uh, certain birds and where they are. And I remember I was like, I saw a hawk on a fence post. That's what I wrote, and I got a badge for it. Nice. So, nice. all right. Yeah, enough, a lot of hawks. Enough of banter hawks today, <laughs> bald guys. So we're going to go ahead and start things off with our first topic, giver or robber of energy. What is robbing or giving you guys energy this week? We're going to start with Father Jarrett. All right. Uh, so I've got one. So last week, every every Wednesday, we have an evening mass. Um, and so then this last week, it kind of fell on All, All Saints Day. Again, timing this uh, <laughs> this podcast. That's but what anyway, Matea is going to get it out by the end right. of the week, that's right? That's right. We'll be good. Uh, so anyway, we had a little gathering after mass. And it was kind of motivated by one of our the sets of our parents about inviting the kids over for some macho nachos and activity because we don't have a ton of high school activities after confirmation, which is sophomore year. So anyway, we invited the, the kids from the CCD, um, but then also invited the St. John's kids. And we probably had 60, I didn't count heads, but it was 60 to 70. You won't count students, there. but you'll count hawks. You <laughs> basically, down the road. basically. Uh, it was awesome. We had half, like half public school kids, half Catholic school kids. And one of the sponsors for the for the Catholic school students, uh, Heather Johnson, shout out to Heather. Uh, she helps with our juniors and seniors gathering and stuff, but um, she made reference to, she'd lived in that community her whole life and in 45 years had never seen a actual youth activity that incorporated both public school and Catholic school. And that was the first time that she remembers and that they were, wasn't aware of any gatherings that were so it was pretty cool. It was a great energy, excitement. All the kids seemed to be happy to be there. And yeah, so that gave me energy for sure. No, that's pretty awesome. I think whenever, because there is a natural rivalry that takes place, our towns in rural Kansas are pretty small communities. Um, you know, whether it's, people think the line is big, but it's not. And there does tend to be kind of a natural rivalry between public school and then our Catholic school students. And so to see that divide, mm -hmm. I don't know what you say, narrow, I guess, maybe is is awesome. So 
Yeah. What about for NCYC? They got a mix of them going public school. We don't Catholic have. School? We didn't. We don't have a ton going this year, and it's actually. <laughs> it's actually your fault. <laughs> it is. Do you know so how many hawks those a, kids could count on a, their twelve-hour bus ride? Yeah, if we didn't have as much of a slacker pastor up there, then uh, we probably would have more. But <sighs> you think Bill's shaking his head school. at me for not having? <laughs> I'm not. A, a I'm not judging. I don't judge. <laughs> All right, Bill. So what's I'm robbing not... you energy? It's got to be Father Jarrett not getting 500 kids to go, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I did put down NCYC, but not in in a negative way. It's just. Uh, you know, we got 700 kids that are going to be headed out and, and adults uh, here shortly. And there's just... Uh, Not 700 kids plus 700 adults. No, 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 okay. no. 700 adults and young people total uh, heading out there. And so just, uh, it's exciting because it's going to be a good trip and there's going to be a lot of good stuff. But there's also about a billion things that in the last two weeks have to get done with waivers and all sorts of other things. The next two weeks, Bill, we leave next, I know, but I'm, just, I'm thinking six days. I'm thinking like the last uh, few days or the last few weeks. And so uh, when you get towards the end, there's just a ton of nitty gritty. So it, it robs my energy, but also it, it's exciting and it'll be a great experience. And, and so uh, I'm ready to... Uh, Fly down there and meet the buses. Wow, are you guys, <laughs> I know, I was you guys are get both that. flying? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're flying. Dang, yeah. we should have said that. Well, because we got to be up there uh, to do all the check-in and the director's meetings. Right, so you could before. you could have probably just driven earlier rather than... Well, I, I can't hear you. It seems like they're static or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, but it's exciting. So I would ask, that, and we'll talk about this probably at the end, but pray for all those people that are journeying. And, and I don't think your group's that bad. So no, think... we've, got a, we've got a decent group, but I think they've had a lot larger groups in the past at yeah. times. So, But your group yeah. also sometimes participates in things like the summer and stuff pretty aggressively they too. Do. So yeah. And we've got uh yeah, because we had some go to go to Steubenville conferences and stuff yep. that so um and we have well my associate, Father Andrew Rockers and then He's our seminarian yep. Luke uh Luke Freese are both gonna be on the trip. So I'm gonna be holding down the fort all by my Who's lonesome. Who's gonna do all the work? Right? Who's gonna hold you right? accountable? Yeah. That's what I wanna know. No How are we gonna know you're working? You're gonna be like, Yes, everybody's <laughs> gone. Party, party in the rectory. Uh, I'm <laughs> all by myself. Bill, I would say mine's probably a little bit along the same lines. You just so much going on. It's a giver of energy and a robber. But we've got our Teachers Institute coming up on uh, Friday, November 10th. Dating ourselves again, Matea, but that's okay. But Sorry. just a lot of work goes into it to get it ready. We're welcoming 200 teachers across the diocese uh, to Salina. Some come the night before, and uh, their home and school associations help them with some cost of that and, you know, stay the night in a hotel and do dinner. But Bishop's going to have mass for us on Friday morning at St. Mary's Parish. And then we'll all go over to Sacred Heart High School for a day of in-service and going to talk about stream learning. We're going to talk a little bit about the restored order of the sacraments. Uh, we'll talk about some ACT data and, and good practices in the classroom. But really, it's just great to get all the teachers together for collaboration and fellowship. So uh, it's given me a ton of energy because I can't wait to be there with them. But it's also... It's a drain because there's a lot to do that goes with it. So uh, thanks for sharing, guys. All right, uh, let's get to our billion-dollar question. It's time for the billion-dollar question. All right, uh, this is the, uh, during this month, we do our uh, communication drive. And I'm not sure if it, maybe it was last month or something. It's commu- yeah, the communication and publications drive, yep. Okay, so today we want to talk just a little bit about, you know, why should you support the Register, Faith Magazine, and all the different communication 
uh, avenues that the diocese does, and uh, and so one of the cool things is everybody and gets and the register support and still support everything else. Yeah, <laughs> and still support everything else. But one of the cool things is everybody in our diocese gets to register. It's free of charge, and you're just asked uh, to donate if you can. Same way with Faith Magazine, and I think that that's a a really neat thing. And so just kind of talking a little bit about those uh, deals. I saw a big smile on Father Jared's face, so I can't wait to see what his thought is. But uh, well, I just know that half the time when we have the billion dollar question, immediately it goes, Father, you've probably got some good insight on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like thinking about... Uh, well, just wait for the next one. Yeah, okay. You do know uh, what the register is, right? I've heard of it. Okay. I think uh, it's a national publication. Right. Yeah. You it's used to have a column in it every month. I think Catholic. you should bring that back. I, I think did. we should uh, bring I back did. the question and answer. I did that every week, bro, for a long time. Every week? Yeah, it was every week register. We were doing an every week register. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, back Whoa. in the day. Back in the day. 87 or... <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine the poor person who had to remind you every week to yeah, get that done. I, I, it was Doug Weller was the uh, was the uh, director of the register at the time, and he yeah he probably had to communicate when when my column was showing up each time. So I just yeah. love that we're able to put the register, you know, technically free of charge to everybody, every registered parishioner in the diocese. Um, you know, I love reading it when it comes to the mail on the Fridays uh, once a month, and I usually read it cover to cover. I have not done the crossword puzzle, though. I'm bad at those. Mm. I just, meh. My, my daughter actually does, religiously does the crossword puzzle, and she actually will grab the register first, and she's the first one to read it in our house, and once she's gone through it all, then the rest of us can read it. But she does the crossword puzzle every single time. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's weird. So it must be like young people, and I don't know. Not us, but... I think there is something extremely beautiful about those two publications in the very sense that so often we can lose a connection with the wider diocese. So we become sort of focused, okay, what's going on in our parish? Who's involved? Who's not involved? What are we doing? What are we, what are the activities? And you can lose a sense of the fact that as Catholics, we are more than just an individual community of faith, um, but that beyond our parish boundaries, exist other parishes, and then beyond those parish boundaries exists a diocese, and that we all belong to this diocese, and because of that, we're connected in a, uni- in a unique way as a diocese that even the wider church is not connected. Uh, and so it's, I think if nothing else, there's, I mean, there's all, all kinds of stuff that's inspiring in there and can, can build, up, build you up in faith, but on one level, it's just a beautiful thing for us to be connected into what are other parishes doing, what are the initiatives that are going on around our diocese, because it kind of draws us out of ourself that we can oftentimes get focused in on as far as parishes. So, I, I agree with that. It's nice to see who's got the first communions and all that, like just pictures and oh, I, I think and different like fundraisers, events, weddings, like, baptisms. Yeah. Looking through those, let's be like, oh yeah, I know that person from that community, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Plus, I really like the stories too. Uh, and and I think uh, other than your columns, other than my column, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I skip uh, that every time. Yeah, every time. I figured you did. Uh, <laughs> I also love I, it is available online. So like, say when I do like, because I use the register for some of the evidence and accreditation stuff to show that we're promoting schools and those type of things. And so when I have to go back and find some data to put in, I go back to our SolanaDiocese.org website, go to the publications, and I can find all those back or uh, oh, what additions of uh, the register to find the article that I'm looking for. So then mm-hmm. I can cut and paste what I need to put that in there. But also, guys, let's not forget, publications includes this podcast. So just think, like, you know, because we're able to have the things that we have, these sweet microphones and this 
1992 looking uh, soundboard Matea runs for us. Uh, this is a pretty good soundboard. No, it, it, it's awesome. I have no idea how you run it, yeah. but yeah, it's way over my head. Yeah, it, it includes all communications aspects. So that is our social media, our website, our podcast, um, just Bishop C News, all of the things that we do to communicate with everybody. So it's not just paper now, you know, a days we use a lot of different types of media to communicate with our parishioners throughout the diocese. So, you know, I've got my algorithm pretty much not totally figured out, but it will show me Salina Diocese stuff pretty early every time I open up Facebook or, or Instagram. So every time I like one of those pictures or share something from the diocese, that's all part of our publication. So, yeah, man. I know that I like it being local. Like even when I listen to the Catholic radio stations around, uh, my favorite stuff that comes on is when there's local stuff. And so being able to open up the register and see local things. And then we haven't even talked about Faith Magazine, which is just an amazing publication. Just its layout, its design. Especially it's, uh, our recent ones about all the sacraments. When we yeah. have a new one coming out sometime in this week or next week, you'll be getting it about the beauty of a Catholic funeral. Is there death. is there a copy sitting outside uh, our office area, Matea? Yeah. I thought I saw... Okay, yeah. I need to go pick that up. Yeah. yeah. I, the pictures are awesome. And I love that there are local priests that are in the pictures and local churches that are used in there, too. Because yeah. normally you might just go and get the general broad whatever, but like you're able to pick out places and, and people in the Slender Diocese. Yeah. And this issue is going to be just really cool, too, because I think it teaches a lot about funerals and death and everything like that but it also has some really special pictures that I got to take of like my family's we I mean death is like something you don't photograph a lot of the time and so I got to go and photograph some of my family members headstones at the cemetery in Hayes and the mass that's featured in that magazine is Father Grennan's funeral which we had so many priests at and it's just like really beautiful to look at and read about. So, yeah, I highly recommend this next issue. I think also it's a great evangelization tool for us too, like just you know, when that Faith magazine comes in, whether you're finished reading it or you're still going through it by having it on your kitchen table or on your coffee room table, or maybe you take it to your place of work and it's in the, the lobby or something and somebody else can pick it up, or um, it's, it's something great that we have. So how do, what's the drive material? What do we have to do? There's an envelope that came in the last register? Yeah, so every register and every Faith magazine has an envelope. So if you're old school and you like to send it, you know, through the mail, you can do that. I don't know if that's old school. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> But if you like to do things online, um, you can also go to the Salina Diocese website. And if you go to the communications office, there is a tab there for the communications and publications drive. And there's, again, suggested donations, but you can give whatever you would like. And even if it's $20, we would be happy to have that donation to continue to provide this for the diocese. So Yeah. I, if everybody gave 20 bucks, that gets that. I mean, it would help mm -hmm. immensely with with what we do in our missions. So. Yeah, yeah, but it is not like you do not have to to receive. Like there's been like some confusion because back in the day people used to have to buy a subscription. So these are still going to be provided, but this just helps us continue to make our communications for the diocese even better and grow them. So And, uh, and I don't think they want us to have to get to a point where the three of us are leading a a live <laughs> a live <laughs> Carathon donations uh, thing yeah, like you yeah. hear on NPR or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that would, would not that, be good. It is a amazing? gift that we have the means to provide these publications to everybody, so we want to just continue to build that up. It'd be the first fun drive that lost money. <laughs> 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 like, how did you lose money for us? Oh, yeah. man. All righty, very good. Moving on to topic number three, Saints Among Us. 
Let's talk Let's about talk the Saints about the among us. All right, who did you guys see or encounter this week that's living out God's call for each of us to live? We'll start with Bill. He's looking at me <laughs> intently. He's got something. He's really excited to share it. So, I'm All right, there, there's a guy who just uh, retired from Catholic Charities. Eric Frank is his name, and, and I've met him. I don't, I don't know him real well, but I've met him a few times, different events and things, and, and his job was to solicit donations um, and those sort of things. And, and when he retired... He sent out a message that in lieu of any retirement gifts or anything like that, he wanted to try to uh, fundraise for Catholic charities. And, and I just thought that was really a, an awesome, beautiful thing. Um, all the things that he'd done, I, I don't even know how many years he'd worked for there, um, and all the great work that he had done in that time. And and uh, and then just as you're going out, just to continue to promote the mission and the desire to help others. And, and uh, so uh, I guess it's a shout out and then also just, uh, you know, wish him well in his retirement and well-deserved. And, and uh, thanks for all the things that you did for those who didn't have enough in our communities. Very cool. All right, I'm going to go next. Uh, so I already mentioned that youth gathering and it was sort of the idea uh, was one of our actual, our mothers of one of the families that actually recently moved in. So last year, the Roderick family moved to town and Jackie, the mom, has actually been super energized and excited about trying to get things that can kind of unify the parish community, um, just because like like all small towns, and we already talked about it in terms of some of the Catholic school, public school divisions, but also just the, just the divisions of a small town that you might run into. And so she's been super energized and excited. And so just a shout out to her, because she, without her energy and ideas, uh, that wouldn't have happened. And so just to see the beautiful fruits of that gathering last week and the energizing nature of it. Uh, so shout out to Jackie Roderick for uh, for doing that. And she's continuing to kind of come up with more and more ideas for the sake of our parish. So it's been a blessing for the parish and for me. Jeff, your turn. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to one of our teachers, Mr. Green, uh, over at Sacred Heart. He's a science teacher for us. And just during parent-teacher conferences, he does such a good job of having good, open, honest conversations with parents that need to happen, but then also spends time in prayer with those parents. And I just got an email from a parent that, um, you know, wanted to give some praise his way because they hadn't experienced that before. Um, you know, the parent was probably talking about, you know, whether difficulties or struggles a student may have or even some of the celebrations. And Mr. Green just said, let's just take some time as teacher and parent. Let's let's pray about your student. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. Um, the parent said, you know what, that right there, that solidified one of the many reasons of why I'm happy my kids go to Catholic school. And so, Mr. Green, awesome job. Thanks for all you do. He's a wonderful science teacher, great human being, so glad that he's a part of our schools. That is cool. That is awesome. Yep. I did, I don't know, hundreds or maybe even thousands of parent-teacher conferences, and I never prayed with any of them. So, I mean, that's a really cool, especially during a difficult situation or when you're talking well, about difficult Well, this one was over. I think or... the student is kind of undecided on what they're going to do after high school. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's a great... Great student, by the yeah. way. Incredible student. Great kid, but just has a lot. Like, you know, what do we want to do? Do I want to do this? Do I want to play sports? Do I want to yeah. focus on school? And, um, you know, then with the parent, that's, a lot goes through your head during that time. What's my kid going to be doing? And Mr. Green just said, let's take some time before you leave. Yeah, let's that's pray awesome. together. So. That's really cool. We, uh, we as Catholics kind of have a bad reputation of not doing that as much as we should as far as like, I'll pray for you. I mean, that's a phrase that runs off of everybody's lips is I'll pray for you. But do we ever take that opportunity and say, let's pray rather than I'll pray for you. If you're in a conversation with somebody, they bring up something that they, that they need prayers for. Do we ever take a moment? I mean, it takes 30 seconds mm -hmm. to actually say, Kent, would you be okay if we prayed about it? 
so that's a really awesome example. I love it, and we need to do that, do a better job of that. So yeah, thanks, Mr. Job, Gre- Mr. Green. Thanks, Mr. Green. Yeah. Plus, you got a cool name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if he likes playing Clue? <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you're going with that. What's <laughs> Professor Green? Is that what it is? Oh, I it, have it, no it, idea. Is it Mr. or Professor? I think it's Mr. Green. Mr. Green, yeah, he's a PC clear, so. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next topic. Let's grow. Let's grow. What have you recently read or watched that you would recommend to others? I'll start first and give you guys some time to think about this. Um, every single time I talk to Anita out at Sacred Heart and Colby, she gives me something else. She's kind of like Bill. Hey, have you read this? Have yeah, you watched this? Book. Yeah. Man, so uh, Anita talked about a podcast, and so sure enough, on my drive home from Colby, you know, I had about two hours and 40 minutes, I was like, I I need to give this podcast a listen, but it's called An Army of Normal Folks, Army of Normal Folks. It's uh, hosted by Coach Bill Courtney, and he's also the subject, uh, he's a head football coach, but he's the subject of that, the documentary about the football team Undefeated, I don't know if you've ever seen, I think it's on Prime or something like that, Uh, but he just sits down with simple lay people across the country and hey what are they doing uh to help others and you know they're about 45 minute episodes um so i mean once you get done listening to three bald guys and you're caught up on all that then go give out army of uh normal folks a listen so it's just good to hear good people doing cool stuff so father Jarrett. yes uh so we had uh somebody who brought in a meal for the three of us so father rockers myself no, I thought you meant us. Yeah, I no, like, where's, where's this guys. meal at? This is in Beloit. So they you know, also you're still on the topic of let's grow, right? Someone <laughs> brought you. Food. Let me talk about okay. the let me talk about the food that we had okay. and how it's <laughs> causing me to grow. <laughs> My stomach is growing. Um, is uh, the Advent Gospel meditation? So they brought in a copy of this. It's Bishop Barron's Word on Fire, uh, and so he releases. I don't know if it's been released in the past, but this year for, for Advent, they'll have little gospel daily meditations, which those are always a beautiful thing. Like if you don't use some form of meditation throughout the season of Advent, uh, I would encourage you to, to do that because it can be one of those things that kind of keeps us on the spiritual element of it. So obviously we're still a few weeks out, um, but it's never too early to kind of focus in on how is God inviting us to renew in this season of Advent. And I'm curious as to what Bill's little comment well, is going to be. I was just going to say, you should give him credit for being your homily writer, inspirer. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, over the years, he's given me a few ideas. Yeah, so. no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had him as a teacher for three for three classes. That is so crazy. Oh, he was your teacher? Yeah, for three. That is had, so crazy. In seminary, I had him for I three I wonder if he'd have classes. some good stories about you. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him on. talk about this top-notch student that he remembers having. Uh, and he sat right next to Father Jerry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if he saw you, t- like, if he happened to walk in, would he be like, Night Train, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> no, he would not. Bishop Barron. Oh, he would not. Dang it. I think he would recognize me, but <laughs> nobody besides you <laughs> recognized me as Can't night- forget your big bald head. Night Train. You know, yeah. I'm surprised Bishop Barron has not called in and been one of the guest questions that we have. Yeah, if he that's was actually, teacher. yeah, that's a good point. I Maybe, don't know. Uh, we need to Bishop Barron, I know you're listening to this right now, so <laughs> I thought I would just invite <laughs> you to send us a question that you might have. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Bill. I uh, I actually so I, I took read, the I read seven books in the last three days <laughs> just just two but I I took the uh, recommendation of our seminarian that was here and I read that book about the elimination of hurry and I absolutely loved it uh, 
unbelievably good book and a lot of really just great spiritual ideas and thoughts and and just an understanding of looking around and seeing what's going on in our world and how we can kind of step out of some of those things. And, uh, and so I thought that was, uh, uh, an amazing book. I would honestly, I, I gave a copy to, uh, I sent one to you. Uh, to my house? Or? No, I, I sent it to, uh, your audible. So hmm. hopefully you I got that. I have notifications turned off. So. Oh, well, there you go. So I sent one to you and then I actually, yeah, I handed the Bishop one cause I was like, man, this is, this is partially, uh, a solving of a lot of our family life issues right now is if we would just take and step out of the fast paced craziness and, you know, spend our Sundays and, and there's a lot of different things we'll talk about with it, but, uh, but it's a really, really great book. And, and especially for like, I mean, I'd recommend it for you too, as a pastor, just any job that seems to be constantly on the go and constantly busy, being able to find some time and create some space in there where you can step away from the busyness and the hurry and the email notifications and all those sort of things. You know, uh, one of the stats that's in there is that if you have a smartphone, you interact with it 2,617 times a day. And, uh, and so then I started paying attention and shockingly enough, it is amazing how many times it shouldn't surprise us. You're in the middle of a prayer notification goes off. Yeah. You're, you're reading scripture, notification goes off, and those sort of things. And so yeah. it's amazing how many times we interact with our smartphone. It's, it's embarrassing, honestly, uh, in that way. And so uh, it was just really good to be able to see that data and then be able to look at it. I, I, it's, it's fruitful, so I, I recommend think, it. Yeah, we've talked about that before, but just the reality. I don't even think we realize the amount of psychological impact that our, that our cell phones are having on, on us every day, how much I look to it for affirmations in certain moments without even psycholo- you know, without even thinking about it, just as little little uh, attachments to it. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'll even like set it down because I'm like, I need to just put it down. So mm-hmm. I put it down face down. Yeah. Still next to me. And then for some reason, like three minutes pass, I'm like, oh, I wonder if like yeah. nothing, you yeah. know. He, he has some research in there that talks about like anxiety levels of just having the phone in your room. And I know in academic research, there's showing that says that if it's on your desk, you'll perform X amount less well on a test or in whatever performance. But, but it is amazing, like even having it in a room creates a level of anxiety and a level of distraction or something like that. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you just leave it at home. Yeah. Yep. Glad to hear we're all growing. So, I, Father, you always have prisoners bring you food. Yeah, that's I, a meal train. We're we're doing a meal train that's kind of consistently three meals a week. Is that something in one of those Bishop Barron classes? He said, "Make sure you guys get meal trains going." <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't say that. But uh, we just have uh, really nice people in Beloit. So, what's the best meal that comes by? Or you don't want to call on any I was going to say, okay, okay. yeah, that's not fair. What about like types of food? Are you a uh, Italian and a Mexican food? I'm not particularly picky. Do you get a uh, lot of casseroles? I feel like that's what people would bring over. We get a fair food. amount of pasta, um, which I don't. I mean, I like pasta, but yeah. at the same time, I'm not exactly losing weight on this thing. Huh. Uh, so, what about lettuce? Lettuce perhaps. <laughs> Full circle. People bring salad over. <laughs> How about let's move on? Okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move on. So, okay, mystery envelope question. It's a mystery. All right, so time to choose our mystery envelope. We've got quite a stack here. I'm very excited, Bill. Thank you for finding these. <laughs> and uh, there's Susan's right. question, so we got to. Shout out to Susan. Susan, 
You have one day to spend $1 million. What would you buy? Oh. <laughs> well, I think we're all going to say we, I would hope everybody would give a good portion of that no. away to different no, no. places. No, nope. this is not about charity. This is what would you spend on? I would probably buy a good set of binoculars. I mean, a lot of them, and uh, so I could get a better view of the Hawks on all my road trips. <laughs> while you're driving? Uh, I don't know that I would recommend that. No, while somebody else drives, though. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like a million dollars, there's nothing I want or need. You know, I, I have a vehicle that I enjoy driving. I have a house that I enjoy living in. There's food in my fridge. I don't. I don't know. I would do something with our schools. If I could give it away, I'd buy something for our schools, or I'd yeah. give it towards something to make sure that we had the right technology in the classrooms or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's like my head goes to where my stress goes, which is naturally making sure that we are covering our costs and stuff when you got, when you got a, Catholic, a pre-K through 12 Catholic school. So, yeah, my mind immediately goes to in what ways would I... And that's really kind of a boring answer for people. So I don't know what else uh, we're supposed to be thinking about. But have you, have you ever been like a guy who wants like some sweet speedboat or something or a, you know, cool Lamborghini that's a, like, I, those things just don't, I don't know. They don't really Did appeal. Did you buy top-notch pickleball equipment? I, heard, oh. I already, I don't need top-notch oh, he's got it. to be a top-notch player. I need to have you uh, play some of my buddies that he's got a pickleball court in his shop that he put in. Very nice. And a couple of those dads that I've played with, like, I'm just for fun. But man, oh, yeah. some of them, they're competitive. They get after it. Yeah. Yeah. I just played Luke yesterday, and that's the first time he beat me three out of five games. Oh. And, uh, Did you let him still sleep under the same roof? Pretty upset about it <laughs> by the fact that I brought it up. But anyway, yeah, he, he was able to sleep in the house. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to continue, though. So we'll see. Bill, what would you do with a million dollars? I, I don't know. I'd be right there with you guys, wherever your stress is at. Um, and you have one day to spend it. Yeah. Did you buy all your kids' future cars or something? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I, I want them to have to work for all that stuff. So, <laughs> so I don't. I don't know what I would do with it. Uh, it it's kind of interesting. I used to do an assignment with kids where they'd have to spend a billion dollars, and they had to do it in like one class period. They had to research up what the cost was and all that kind of stuff. And and you know, the amazing thing is, first of all, it's hard to spend a billion dollars because even if you're buying islands and and airplanes, like it's hard to spend a billion dollars. And then at the end of it, they take Ooh. a look at the list and say, would you be happier if you had all that stuff or the same as what you are right now? And, and it was almost exclusively every student said the same thing, like, even with that list of stuff, I'd be exactly the same happiness level as I am now. And, uh, and, and so just, you know, one of those things that uh, I do dream of someday being able to be generous, Mandy and I someday with different causes and different things you see. And so that'd be fun to be able to give away money. Um, but uh, I, I don't know, there's nothing pressing. On my mind, but like, build a gym. So that I would, I would build a gym. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if a billion dollars to get you a gym no for anymore. like a <laughs> like a like a personal gym. No, like a Morton building type. Gym yeah, like a, a practice court gym. Something like that. Something like that. Or yeah, cool. that, or, yeah. Cool. So, I would probably i I would love to be able to take all of our Catholic school principals, you know, on a pilgrimage to Italy to the mm -hmm. Holy Land, like cool. a month long, and it's covered. Not, hey, I need each one of you to come up with fifteen grand. It's, hey, guess mm -hmm. what, guys? We're going. We're going to do it right. And Father Jared's cool. like, you said the principals and their pastor, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. A million dollars. Yeah. If I, 
I'll never be in this uh, predicament, so I've never thought about it. So, yeah. All right. All right, topic number seven, calling all prayer warriors. It's time to rally the prayer warriors. What is something that you guys see across the diocese or our world that needs prayers? Bill. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, NCYC just with uh, having a lot of people traveling and, and just our diocese has R700, but there's thousands coming from all over the, the United States. And so just, you know, asking for safe travels and then also just asking that uh, their hearts might be open to whatever way the Holy Spirit is calling uh, them to uh, as they pilgrimage, pilgrimage there uh, and back safely. All right, I'll go next. I'll say, uh, I was going to talk about it a little bit more and I think I forgot, but uh, I think we need to keep Box of Joy in our prayers. This is uh, through Cross Catholic Outreach. It's a project that a lot of our schools and our parishes are currently participating in where they fill a box about the size of a shoebox full of items. It could be toys, it could be socks, pencils, coloring books, and then these are sent to, we'll collect them all at the diocese. We're hoping, hoping to collect over 800, and then it'll be shipped to Miami and then sent over to Central America and Africa and South America. So just, uh, I guess, keep our parishioners in your prayers who are, who are graciously giving to this project along with our students uh, to help with it, and then also those who are going to be receiving, receiving them on Christmas Day. Father Jarrett, what's in your prayers? Uh, I think about this every time I drive to Cocker City from Beloit. Um, and I also think about it because we are a very agriculturally focused diocese and we're in one of the, yeah, worst droughts that we've experienced. I think that this fall crop from what I'm hearing is one of the worst in like 75 years or something like that. So hmm. I don't know if people kind of have that on the forefront of their thoughts and minds of just how... And, and yeah, it depends on where you're at. Obviously, there's certain places in our diocese that have received more rain than other places, but it's obviously a constant thing on the mind of rural rural Kansas pastors, So, as well as yeah, farmers and everyone else. So um, it's just something that I think definitely right now we should all be praying for. So, Speaking of praying, that uh, concludes Episode 7 of Season 3. Father Jarrett, can you please close us with a prayer? Very good. We just uh, recently celebrated All Saints Day, and so we keep in mind the victory that awaits us uh, for each of us in this month as we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Saints of God, we join our prayers and our praise to yours this day. With you, we sing of God's goodness, rejoice in God's mercy, and celebrate God's incredible love. Teach us to live as you lived, always thinking of others, always recognizing our weaknesses, always rejoicing in God's gifts, always closely following Jesus Christ. Blessed are you, happy are you, all holy saints of God, pray for us that we too may someday be among you, God's holy ones. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy listening as we love to share the stories across the diocese. So uh, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe.